0: Could there be a light at the end of the coronavirus tunnel? In the last few days, we've seen the first glimmer of restrictions easing, with some travel and tourism organisations clearly starting to make plans for the new normal. And while it seems a return to cruising normality might be a bit further off, airlines are rapidly rolling out their plans for a post-COVID world.
1: I'm Bruce Piper.
0: And I'm Anna Piper, and this is Travel Daily News on the Fly. Well, it looks like Qantas is definitely getting its ducks in a row for a resumption of interstate and even international travel. What have they announced about their plans
1: this week? Interestingly, Qantas has outlined a whole lot of initiatives which it says will help maintain health and safety for passengers. But very interestingly, that definitely doesn't involve social distancing in flight. Of course, uh, giving up the ability to sell the middle seat would definitely mean higher fares and nobody wants that. But Qantas has been criticised somewhat for making its own rules up to ensure that it can still fly with aircraft pretty full.
0: And so what are they going to do to avoid the spread of COVID-19?
1: There's all sorts of plans, uh, staggered boarding and disembarkation, asking passengers not to move around the cabin unnecessarily, I think touchless procedures on check-in and boarding. Qantas is going to offer masks to all passengers, but they're not compulsory for either cabin crew or travellers, and they're also going to simplify the in-flight service to minimise contact between crew and passengers.
0: And what about the middle seat? It seems like there's been a lot of discussion about that this week.
1: Yes, this is interesting. Qantas CEO Alan Joyce insists that despite all these other measures to sort of keep people apart, social distancing on an aircraft is just impractical. He did give an example that if you had to leave a 1.5-metre gap between people, it would mean that on a normal 180-seat A320, Qantas would only be able to fit 22 passengers at a time. So, you know, unless we want fares to soar through the roof, there's not going to be social distancing on flights. The airline has trotted out uh, statistics saying there's been, you know, minimal instances of COVID-19 transmission through flights. They say the seat in front of you provides a natural barrier, there's powerful filtering of cabin air, and passengers, of course, are not sitting face to face. Now, these are issues that every airline in the world is grappling with, and I guess the reality is that with heavy testing regimes like we have in Australia, hopefully, if this lack of social distancing in flights doesn't work, any outbreaks will be swiftly contained.
0: So Qantas is clearly getting ready for borders to come down, at least between states. Does that mean domestic tourism is going to get going soon?
1: It sure does. Uh, in New South Wales, regional holidays are uh, getting back off the ground from the 1st of June, and by all accounts, there's been an instant boost in bookings. I think people are pretty sick of being stuck at home. They missed out on the last school holidays and, and any Easter getaways. And I believe that within a few hours of New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian announcing the allowance of regional trips from the 1st of June, bookings on uh, you know sites, holiday house sites and that sort of thing went crazy. The challenge, of course, is for the travel industry to capitalise on that. And particularly, uh, you know, tricky in some cases with many travel agents not really having sold domestic product for some years.
0: So how can agents pivot their businesses to domestic then?
1: Well, just like the rest of the travel business, it's all about product knowledge. And interestingly, this week, Tourism Australia announced that its Aussie specialist training program, which is uh, usually for travel agents in the USA and Europe, has been opened up to Australian travel agents. I believe it's being funded from some of the money provided to help the domestic tourism industry recover, um, both from the bushfires and also from COVID-19. So it's free for agents to sign up. And I think there's uh, some sort of incentive to register with Tourism Australia by the 22nd of June, some sort of prize pack. But aside from that, it's also a great opportunity to boost knowledge. Clearly, uh, with this booking surge, there's tons of pent-up demand out there, and while lots of it is road trips and local stays, that doesn't mean there aren't opportunities for agents to get their clients thinking about domestic too. It was also interesting to see this week Australia and Beyond Holidays, which is an inbound operator led by former Qantas Holidays chief Simon Bernardi. Obviously, there's no inbound travel at the moment, so they've opened up their range to travel agents. And uh, Simon told me that after our report in travel daily he had tons of inquiries including even some from major travel agency groups about a preferred agreement so that might make it even easier for agents to get re-engaged with domestic
0: today's episode of news on the fly is brought to you by travel and cruise weekly travel and cruise weekly is travel daily's consumer publication which showcases trips and destinations around the world In response to the corona crisis, Travel and Cruise Weekly is now producing a weekly e-mag called Keep Dreaming to inspire and engage your clients to keep their travel dreams alive. The weekly magazine is filled with stunning photos, compelling features and entertaining puzzles. Check out the latest edition at travelandcruiseweekly.com.au. And don't miss the Agent Toolkit, designed to help you spread the word, found at traveldaily.com.au under the Agent Zone. So relaxing the borders might get some of the travel and tourism industry going, but what about cruise? Are we going to see a return to cruising anytime soon?
1: It's been another tough week in cruising, with most of the big operators once again pushing out their planned return to service, uh, which of course means agents have had to manage a whole lot more cancellations in the last couple of days. There was some good news on Tuesday night, Silver Sea sort of gave an update, and some reasonably strong indications of their plans to return to service, particularly locally. Adam Armstrong, who's actually stepping down as MD for Silver Sea locally, he said that Silver Muse and Silver Explorer are both definitely still coming to Australia at the end of the year, and they're – engaging closely with authorities to hopefully bring cruising into any potential trans-Tasman or even Pacific travel bubble. However, that good news wasn't shared by Windstar, which had previously announced that I think it's Star Breeze was coming down here for pretty much its maiden season after a major refurb at the end of the year. Shipyard delays and sort of complications with other parts of their fleet mean that that Australian season is off.
0: And just to wrap things up, what's been the reaction to last week's shock resignation of Jason
1: Westbury? I think it'd be fair to say the industry's still reeling. After Chairman Tom Mannering wrote a column in Travel Daily this week about where things are at, and I'm sure the board and the Federation will be working very hard to try to steady the industry's nerves. I've had a whole lot of feedback from agents and other suppliers urging that Jason should be reinstated, so there's clearly a lot of respect for what he's been doing on the industry's behalf. So I think it's a case of watch this space.
0: And has there been any other big news this week?
1: This week we've seen more coverage of uh, the administration of Virgin Australia. There's a short list of potential bidders in place and Deloitte, the administrators are really pushing the process along because they want the airline to relaunch, you know, as soon as borders can be open. And I'm sure that bidders, that any successful bidder also will want to get the thing going. Uh, final bids are due next month and then we'll see if the successful bidder gets things back in the air as soon as possible. I'm sure that'll be a huge relief for the staff, definitely for destinations across the country, and hopefully there might be some good news for at least some of the Virgin creditors as well. Closer to home in news, I'd just like to put in a plug for the new Travel Daily Training Academy, which we announced yesterday. We're really hoping this is going to be a game changer for destinations, suppliers, and anyone else in the industry who wants to educate travel agents and you know industry participants, boost their knowledge so that they can sell more. Uh, Anyone who wants to check it out can do so at training.traveldaily.com.au.
0: Training.traveldaily.com.au. That sounds pretty great. And back again this week, we have Jenny reading another of the donut ditties that have been sent into Travel
2: Daily. It's that donut time again and great excitement because International Donut Day is only two weeks away, Friday the 5th of June. Today's Donut Ditty comes to us from Marcus Leonard of FBI Travel. A donut a day with my juice, pineapple or chocolate mousse. Sugar or glazed, I'm just not too phased. I eat one a day, no excuse. But recently I have discovered a DIY kit in the cupboard. I'm making my own, it's filmed on my phone. I don't think my guts have recovered. So it's exciting to hear that in New South Wales, at least, we are allowed to travel from the 1st of June. And so I'm going to pencil in a visit to the famous donut van in Berry. Let us know if you've got some famous donut venues in your city or state that we should be telling everybody about for those of us who love our donut. Also, don't forget that Travel Daily and Travel Cruise Weekly are still publishing recipes of travel the world with mince and meatballs so send in your meatball recipes to meatballs at traveldaily.com.au and you still got two weeks for the donuts donuts at traveldaily.com.au
0: well thanks for listening keep up to date with your daily newsletters from travel daily and cruise weekly and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast for your weekly run through of all the latest travel industry news we'll be back next week with more news on the fly